With us today is uh, Senator Rand Paul uh, from the great state of Kentucky. And uh, he uh, is, this is the new year, and he has a lot to say about what's going on in our country and in, in, in the world. Uh, Senator Paul, uh, uh, tell us what keeps you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, John. Well, I think the biggest worry and the biggest concern I have for our country is uh, this enormous uh, debt that we have, and it's accumulating so rapidly. And I'm I'm very fearful that we're going to destroy our currency, that we'll at some point no longer be the world's reserve currency, and that there will be great uh, changes that will come about that won't be good for our country. In the last three months, we've accumulated over a trillion dollars in three months. A trillion dollars worth of debt in three months is extraordinary. Uh, we've never accumulated debt this fast. And basically, you know, when we accumulate debt, the Federal Reserve buys it, but they do it by creating new currency. And as that new currency circulates, it drives prices up, so we get inflation. And I don't think they can necessarily make it go away uh, simply by changing the interest rates. They've tried, and some of it seems to have subsided. But to tell you the truth, we put trillions of dollars, we've pumped trillions of dollars into the economy. It's bid the stock market way up. But there's always a question, is that a real advance of the stock market or is it inflated by the Federal Reserve? I understood. And, I mean, my uh, problem with this is uh, that the United States has gone from uh, $5 trillion, uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, to 33 or $34 trillion. Now, I think we have the capability of, of increasing that if there's, uh, if there's confidence in Washington. And I think a lot of our uh, international uh, friends has lost confidence in what's going on in Washington. Uh, uh, do you think that's a function, too? Yeah, and I think it's extraordinary. If you look at Europe, over half of the European Union actually balances their annual budget. They have large uh, welfare states. They have free this, free that. Not really free, but the government provides for it with taxes. But they actually balance their budget. I've got an op-ed coming out soon on Sweden. And in Sweden, if uh, the economy goes south and economic growth slows down, their payments slow down. They actually base their payments on how well the economy is doing. And they're more of a defined contribution than a defined benefit. And so you have to contribute to these things, and you really only get if you're contributing. And so really sometimes these countries we perceive as being much more socialist than we are are actually more fiscally responsible than the United States. In the United States, nobody, Democrat or Republican, or very few, I'm one of the very few who will actually say we have to do something about the entitlements. The entitlement programs, the welfare and Medicare and Medicaid and all these food stamps, that's two-thirds of our budget. All the How taxes many? that everybody pays only pays for the entitlements. Everything else is borrowed. Senator, in your gut feeling or, you know, uh, uh, educated feeling, uh, how many uh, people are coming to work uh, in Washington that are, uh, or federal employees are actually coming to work versus taking advantage of the, the situation? Because in New York City, I understand a large portion of our New York City workers are still not coming to work. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for a while it was over half of the workers not coming in. I don't have the exact statistic now, but it's still quite a few are not coming to work. And uh, the, the utter incompetence of this, you know, so during COVID, I think it was a mistaken notion to shut the economy down, pass out checks, but that's what they did. And 
Unfortunately, Republicans were involved with this, too. Not me, but some Republicans were. But you know the way he passed out the checks? They passed out over a billion dollars to dead people. I went to the Senate floor and complained about sending checks to dead people. They said, oh, we've fixed it. We now have evidence that 38 million more went out to dead people. I mean, it's it's just extraordinary uh, that we don't even have the competence or the federal government doesn't even have the competence uh, not to pay dead people. That is a mess. Now, uh, one of the other situations that uh, you've been involved in, because you're, uh, you're, you're a doctor, uh, is uh, uh, this uh, Fauci situation. And I understand it could be more serious than we first anticipated. So Fauci came in to testify before the House Select Committee on COVID this week. And he basically said that he didn't remember or couldn't recall over 100 times in the first day of testimony. Um, so for a guy that's smart enough to think that he can shut down the schools, shut down the economy, force everybody to get vaccinated, including children, including people who have already had COVID, he could in the military, everything. He put We got mandates everywhere, and he was all for them. But yet he can't recall sort of how the decision-making went or what the science is to support this. When he was asked whether or not he approved the research that went on in Wuhan, he said he approved all research. But he said he didn't read it. When they asked him what were the controls, what was the oversight for the research being done in foreign countries, he said well, he wasn't aware of how that worked. So, I mean, this is sort of the slipshod nature of what was going on. But it wasn't just a bureaucratic mistake. It was a, ultimately a mistake funding the lab in Wuhan that led to the pandemic. The Department of Energy has concluded this. The FBI has con- concluded this. And even a secret committee within the CIA also concluded that it looked like the virus came from the lab. But the lab only was able to function because the U.S. funded it, because Anthony Fauci approved of it. And he's never been held responsible for this. This is probably the worst decision ever made by a public health official in the history of time, really, because not only a million Americans died, they say maybe as many as 20 million people died worldwide. Somewhere between 10 and 20 million died worldwide. And it was largely because of the decision of Anthony Fauci to fund dangerous research, gain-of-function research, where you allow viruses to be combined, and they gain lethality, they gain infectiousness. They do this in the lab to create a virus that doesn't exist in nature. And then what we believe happened is that virus leaked from the Wuhan lab, started a pandemic in China. Then as people got on subways and planes and trains, it spread around the world. Now, to, 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 for all those people out there that don't understand the, the words uh, gain-of-function research, the way I understand it is they take animal viruses and soup it up. It's like souping up a, you know, a, a V8 engine you know, and to make it even more dangerous. I mean, why would they do something stupid like that? So we go over this. I have a new book called Deception, the Great COVID Cover-Up. And in that book, we go over how this is done. Sometimes they take an unknown virus and another unknown virus, and they take portions of each virus and then stick them together. Sometimes they have a known virus that infects humans, and they take an unknown virus and stick part of it on the new one. But what they create is a hybrid, or the fancy name is Chimera. It's a mixture of two different viruses But what they create is a virus that doesn't exist in nature. And then they say, oh, we're just trying to see if it is more infectious. But the thing is, is no one's really figured out that there's useful knowledge from that. We do think that the Chinese were actually creating a coronavirus, a a COVID-like-19 virus, and that it may well have been created in the lab because they thought, well, we'll create a more dangerous virus 
and then we'll create a vaccine to respond to it. So it may well have been that they were actually trying to create a, a vaccine, but in doing so, some of the laboratory workers got sick. In my book, we talk about the fact that three workers in uh, Dr. Shi, the bat scientist in Wuhan, three of the scientists in her lab uh, came down with pneumonia that sounds very suspicious for COVID in November of 2019. And if they had been tested early on in the pandemic, and they probably were, the Chinese probably know absolutely it came from the lab because if they had COVID and they had a variety that was an, a not consistent with what came out in January, if it was slightly different genetically, it would have been from the lab and they could have easily discovered it. But I think they've probably destroyed all the evidence by now because there's a great deal of embarrassment and no one, including Anthony Fauci, wants to accept responsibility for this pandemic. Uh, Senator, I'm going to ask your opinion because I know what my opinion is. Uh, and since it's an opinion, none of us can get sued. Uh, uh, was okay, Fauci? I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yes, I mean it's good to put it in there. Uh, Fauci was he was he stupid? Was he doing it for money, or uh, or uh, or or he didn't? Uh, well, one of one of those. I think nobody would claim that he lacks intelligence. He didn't get to where he was, you know, being someone who's uninformed. But I think that he was reckless, and I think that his conclusions are opposed by many, many scientists. So, for example, in 2012, he was asked if this gain-of-function research allowed a virus to escape a lab. You know, a scientist is bitten by an animal or it escapes and a scientist inhales this virus and a pandemic started, would it still be worth it? And his response was yes. He said that the knowledge was so valuable that you gained from this that it would be worth even a pandemic. And that's why the question should be asked in retrospect, and we'll see if it was asked this week in, in, the, in the session behind closed doors. But the question should be asked of him, do you still believe that? Do you still believe that the knowledge gained, if indeed this virus did come from the Wuhan lab, do you think he, that the scientific knowledge that was gained in this research uh, was worth the death of 20 million people. And I think if it were put like that, he might have a different answer. The problem with Anthony Fauci also is he has a different answer in public than he has in private. In private, he admitted that the virus looked manipulated, and he also admitted that they were doing gain-of-function research in that lab. In public, he still denies it. He still denies that there was any uh, U.S. funding of the gain-of-function lab in Wuhan. But uh, he just hasn't been honest. So for his dishonesty, frankly, he should he should go to prison. If you lie to Congress and you're dishonest, and you won't accept responsibility. Now, the mistaken judgment, he should just be pilloried. I mean, he should never be uh, accepted. History should judge him as a deficient person who made one of the worst decisions in public health history in the entire history of the world. And that's why he should be remembered in history. And yet Democrats to this day still defend him. They, they give him mil- he's been given million-dollar prizes. He's been given plum uh, university positions. You know, he's worth about $12 million while being a government bureaucrat. So there's a lot of things that have gone wrong. And unfortunately, I, I think history will judge him harshly, and he'll be unable to escape that. But the Democrats have done everything they can to protect him because I think they see him as a symbol of big government. And if he's wrong and big government made these mistakes, it goes against their entire philosophy. Senator Rand Paul, thank you, uh, and uh, you would get an award of MVS. You know what? M- <laughs> most valuable senator, uh, oh, because yeah, the like knowledge it. you have, the knowledge you have, 
and, and very few people have. And, and thank you for what you do for America. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. Thank you, John.